This is the Florida Spectacular Podcast with your hosts, Kathy Silustri and Rick Kilby. Keep up with Kathy at GreatFloridaRoadTrip.com and on Twitter and Instagram at Kathy Silustri. Find Rick on Twitter at OldFLA and visit his website, RickKilby.com. Now, discover a Florida you never knew existed. Happy October, everyone. We are in the thick of the scary and creepy season. Uh, You can't tell, but I'm wearing a glorious witch hat, and uh, Rick is wearing little devil horns. Uh, So (laughs) picture us like that as we we go through the entire podcast today. Um, You look dashing in those horns, by the way. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to think the last time I actually dressed up for Halloween. I remember... Probably my most successful Halloween was when I worked at Church Street Station and they had this annual holiday uh, Halloween contest. And one year I decided to enter and it was so bad. It was like one of those things that was too soon. It was right after Sonny Bono had died. And didn't he die on a ski accident? If he didn't, I think he did. I think everybody yes. thinks he did. Yeah, so, so my girlfriend didn't. You yeah, didn't. I did. I dressed up in a ski outfit with a branch on my head and blood. And my girlfriend dressed up as Cher and we carried around a record album. And we actually made it to the finals of the contest, which, you know, because everyone is like, they couldn't figure out who I was. And then you held out the album and they went, oh, and then they all groaned. <laughs> wow. And then you really got beat up soon. as you went, right? Well, we didn't make it to the final. I mean, we made it to like the top 10, but we didn't make it to the top three. So, but that was kind of a thrill. Because, you know, I'm not, I don't get into dressing up much anymore, you know. I think it, part of it was a kid that my mom would always give us these janky costumes. One year, she got these paper costumes from UNICEF. And they were like basically paper bags that were printed on. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I just wanted the plastic mask and the stupid flammable vinyl outfit that you would get McCrory's or something. And, and here I am in the... UNICEF costumes and I hated it. <laughs> I my mom my mom I always had good costumes. I had um oh yeah, the witch costume with the plastic mask and the flammable thing. I think when you're when it was Raggedy Ann when I was real little. Um and then in seventh grade, I don't know what the hell we went as. Um, but it so it was like smack dab in the middle of the eighties when I was in seventh grade. And I don't remember what we were doing, but I remember dressing up and teasing my hair within an inch of its life, uh, which really wasn't that unusual for the middle of the 80s anyway, except I have very fine hair, so it doesn't tease well. I mean, I used a lot of Aquanet, bright blue eyeshadow, and for the life of me, I can't remember what I was dressed up as. I think my friend Wendy did it with me. I mean, today I would say I was going retro as like an 80s girl, but it was the 80s. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it was like the opposite of meta or maybe it was really meta. And obviously, I don't know what meta means. Um, but uh, so we had that. And then um, the last time I dressed up was for something my friends and I do called Peepaween. And uh, my mom made me a very cute costume. I was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying, purple people eater. Um, and it was very, very... Um, understated let's put it that way but it was very cool uh oh nope 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 sorry the last time i dressed up i dressed up as uh eartha kit catwoman and uh that was a very hot costume for october in florida i remember that meow um, yeah well that was the year i dressed my dachshund up as i dream of weenie um, oh. she, she had a little veil um 
you know, and, and to her, that was horrible. She just, I mean, I have pictures throughout her life, different costume every year with just some serious side eye from her. Like really bitch, please. Can you stop? Um, one year she was count Dracula. Another year she was a spider. She had a good time. I, I just think, didn't know it. I, I think if you don't have kids, that's what you do. You end up dressing up your pets. We took <laughs> tiny, our little dog to a costume contest last weekend and she was dressed as a pirate. <laughs> pirates good i like it when your calypso went as an octopus um, <laughs> nothing scary though that's that's the thing you know there's nothing scary peopleween is our least scary holiday um so yeah, that's my that's my um chance let's put it that way i make a cake and i recreate a scene from a horror movie on top of the cake entirely using peeps so um <laughs> It, it's really been uh, a lot of fun over the years. We've been doing it about 13 years now. And, uh, you know, we even had a bubble during COVID. So we were able to get together for it. It's a very important storied holiday in my life. So. You know, it is funny how big Halloween has become down here because, you know, all the attractions do, you know, the big thing at Universal, the big thing at Busch Gardens and Disney does it. SeaWorld does it. I think I think if you're an attraction in this state now, you have to do a big Halloween thing. And honestly, Universal probably is the biggest. They make, you know, they pretty much do it from summer till the, you know, Christmas pretty much, it seems like. And, you know, it's a they make millions and millions of dollars off of it. Oh, I'm sure they do. It's completely not my thing. I know that mm. sounds odd. I don't like real scary. Oh. And Universal is frightening to me. I am more of a um, watch really bad scary movies. Like uh, there's one out now called Slaughterfest. It's about uh, it's like slaughter slaughterhouse slaughterhouse. I think it's called. It's about um, a sloth that goes on a rampage, and that is more my speed. Um, yeah, that goes with Peepaween every year along with the cake. We watch a non scary <coughs> scary movie. So. You know, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, Craig reported that there's one coming out where the the, the scary thing is a manatee, which you know, it's yes. like how how scary can that be? You I know, have a just friend like, who's petrified of them. I have a friend who swears they hiss at her. Yes, I can't see that. Of course, I've never swam with one, so you know that's on my my bucket list for Florida. But you know, I have mixed feelings because so many people abuse that privilege that I don't want to contribute to that and. But I, you know, a part of me just wants to do it because it seems like such a great Florida thing, and I should do it while we still have manatees. Um, and, um, you know, Florida it is, is profoundly a, not as exciting as you think. That's a scary. Uh, it's a scary thing to do. Oh, is it? Would well, may I may I explain why it's scary? please please. So you see these pictures, right, of manatees swimming in this crystal clear spring. I'm going to lead you to it, and you're going to figure out before I'm done talking. Um, and you picture yourself in the spring head playing, you know, frolicking with these manatee because that's what all the marketing shows, right? They right, show these. Right. Okay. When are manatee congregated around the spring head? Let's, let's walk this through. What time of year do they spend their time at the spring? Oh, when it's cold out. So right now they're probably headed to the springs because there's a chill in the air. And, you know, at Volusia Blue Springs, you know, when it's really cold, you can pretty much walk across the spring and not hit the water because for all the manatees there. Not that we recommend that, by the way. No, and we don't. Okay. But we uh, don't you know, endorse walking on manatees. If you do manatees. want to see them and, you know, congregate, that's a play great place to go. 
But if you're going to swim with them, what's the temperature of the spring head? Usually? Generally, I say 72. It ranges from 68 to 74 or something like that. Do you like going in 72 degree water, Rick? Do I like what? Swimming? Do you like going in 72 degree water? Not for a long time. <laughs> right. So, so if you're going to swim with the manatee, what time of year would you be most likely to do it? When it's cold out. Really? Well, actually, no, when it's warm out. Well, it right. depends. D yeah, when it's no, warm out. Because, because, well, I don't know how it is at other springs. Um, I know Crystal River is one of the big places where they do that. Um, you can't get in the water with them at the, at the spring run at, at Volusia Blue because during the winter. It's not allowed. Swimming right. is not allowed. So you're going to go, say, May through September. Okay. And where are the manatee then? Uh, not near the springs. <laughs> right. So what's that water look like? Depends on where you are, but not as clear as the spring head. I'm seeing where Let's you're going. Let's try black water. Let's try that. So when I go swimming with the manatee, um, they take us out. And I'm picturing the spring head experience. I did not think it through. <laughs> Listener, we are thinking it through for you. Okay. <laughs> so we go into this completely unprepared. They take us out to black water. And they say, look, over there, there's a manatee. And you see about as much of a manatee as you can see in black water, which is a few whiskers and a snout. <laughs> and like a bunch of friggin' fools, we all get in this black water, can't see anything. And my father drilled in me from the time we moved to Florida when I was seven years old. Do not go in fresh water that you cannot see. Do not go in. Actually, he said, don't go in fresh water at all in Florida. But he drilled this into my head. Like, you do not do it. So what do I do? I jump into this water. I can't see anything. Um, of course, the first thing that happens is, you know, my, my leg brushes against a bunch of uh, turtle grass or something. I'm hoping it was turtle grass. I scream. Um, you know, it, and I, we all swim over to this thing. And we're touching it like you can pet it. And none of us can see it. Like the only assurance I have that I didn't swim with a gator is that I didn't die. It is, it is <laughs> profoundly unsettling to swim with the manatee because you can't see them or you can see a little bit of them. And they don't, I mean, they feel kind of weird. You know, they're not like the sleek whatever. So it's very unsettling, very creepy. You cannot see it. Um, I can't imagine it's, at all fun for the manatee. Um, and no, I wouldn't be surprised if one day the manatee was like, you know what, F this. I am so sick of these people <laughs> molesting me. I'm, I'm just going to take a nibble. They're I don't think they have sharp teeth, though. I think they're, you know, they eat grass. They, you know, they look like, I, you know, I've seen a video where you can actually see in a, a manatee's mouth and they look like they're dull teeth. But, uh, you Would know. Would you be okay getting attacked by a vegan? No. I mean, I think a vegan could still leave a. No, I don't. I don't want to get bit by anything. But, you know, it, I was thinking about scary experiences, and it, it's it's funny you should say that because I wouldn't call it blackwater. I would call it tannin stained, you know, because my, my experience growing up here is much different. You know, we, we had a place on the St. John's River. We'd run down the dock, jump in the middle of the river without even looking, and the water was basically the color of root beer or maybe Coca-Cola, you know. So you couldn't – there was not much visibility. And there is a story that somebody there once just jumped in the water like that and landed right on top of an alligator but that may have been not an urban myth uh a country myth i suppose but that's one of the things that's scariest to me as i was thinking about my scariest things or um 
locations in Florida is there are several times I've been kayaking like on small little creeks and you see an enormous alligator on the side and it, you know, does what they do in the movies. You know, they, it goes, slides into the water and the only place you can go is right underneath you. And I think that happened to me at Shingle Creek in Osceola County. And to me, that's one of the scariest things that can happen in this state because you can't see it and, you know, you know, it's underneath you. No, I, I, that has happened to me on the Hillsborough River, which is where I tell people, if you want to see a real gator, you go. Yeah. And by real gator, I define a real gator as something 12 feet or longer. Um, and that to me is a real gator. Um, two things make me give, uh, I wouldn't say abject fear, but two things give me a great deal of pause in Florida. Um, and that, that is, well, three things. One, wild hog, because they're scarier than anything else you're going to encounter. And two, um, big gators, more than 12 feet, and hatchlings, because mama's always there. Oh, gator hatchlings. So, gator hatchlings. That's, that's huge for me. Um, those are the two things. But the big gators, I had one slide right off the bank. I mean, and I swear he was looking at me with intent. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it just disappears. And you're like, well, shit, it's under me. Um, stupidest, scariest thing I ever did um, is to, uh, I used to take Calypso when she was little um, kayaking. And I still do. Um, her first kayak trip was on the Wikiwachi and it was a little puppy. She was fearless. Like she would sleep on the bow of the boat and I have a cockpit kayak and she'd see a mullet and she'd just jump in and chase it. I mean, she would never catch it, um, but she would chase it. And it was fine with me because it was clear water. Well, then I took her to Hillsborough River State Park and um, she was still a fairly young dog. And I, for some reason, decided to do 17 runs, which was foolish. Now, if you are not familiar with Hillsborough River State Park, there is a kayak put in. I think it's Sargent's. And you can, I'm trying to remember this correctly, you can paddle out and turn left. And you've got a relatively easy paddle. Or if you're an idiot, like I was, um, you can turn right and you can do 17 runs. And you can only do 17 runs when there is a lot of water. There was not a lot of water this day. So I ended up, there were a lot of portages and I'm lazy. I don't like to get out for the portages. I'll scrape over. I'll use my paddle. I'm not proud of any of this, but I'm lazy. And Calypso, little puppy, was bored. And she looked over and she saw four little gator hatchlings on a log. Oh, no. And she decides, I'm going to jump out. Now, I know what those hatchlings mean. I grabbed that dog by her tail and her back paw because I was not losing this dog. And I stuffed her so far underneath the bow of the kayak inside. And I got the hell out of there so fast. That is the stupidest thing I ever did. And that was a truly horrifying moment because um, I knew I couldn't fight off a gator. Yeah. Keep in mind, Calypso was attacked by a dog in our front yard when she was four <laughs> months old. And I did fight off the dog. I mean, she went to the hospital. She was banged up. She was in a body bandage for Aww. weeks. And Oh, yeah. But I pulled her out of that, but I knew I couldn't fight a gator. Um, so I don't know if that counts as like October scary, but that's <laughs> right up there with stupidest things Kathy has done that are also incredibly scary. I think it's Florida scary. You know, maybe that's the thing. Ooh, we talk about Florida, Florida scary. scary because, you know, I've always had a fear of snakes. You know, my brother 
you know, my brother had snakes as pets, you know, so he would mess with me. He would get his snake out and he had like yellow rat snakes and things like that. And he'd stick them in my face. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. You know, and we grew up right on the side of the woods. So, you know, snakes were a kind of common thing, but I was always scared of them. So I, you know, I was thinking about scary things in Florida and I, I'm working on my fear of snakes. I, you know, I've come a long way. I'm a lot better with it, but I, you know, I wrote this blog in 2012 about this reptile place attraction in St. Cloud called Reptile World. And, you know, cause there was that famous serpentarium that was down in Miami for years and years and years. I don't think it's, it's there, not Bill Haas or Carl Haas or something. Bill Haas, I think was the guy, but they have one like it in St. Cloud. And, um, it's like old school. It's an old school attraction and he milks the snakes. And, you know, for me, that is a scary thing because I mean, so like they're in drawers, he pull out a drawer and, you know, then all of a sudden he'd open it up and he, you know, he has to have this little hook and pick it up and grab it. And then he milks it. But for a while there, there's this eight foot Cobra on the ground you know, moving around and you're behind glass, but you know, you can see when this guy starts to milk the snakes, he's missing fingers because he's been bitten so many times. Oh my God. See, that's Florida scary to me because that is right on the edge of wild. Yeah. Like I, cobras are, I don't know. That seems like a bad idea. And it wouldn't be such a bad idea. Maybe if you didn't have all these warnings, like the, there was one in Tampa in a town that was briefly called Rattlesnake. Yeah. That George End would milk rattlesnakes. Guess how George End died? <laughs> Milking a friggin' rattlesnake. Like nobody was shocked by that. Nobody was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. So you would think, I mean, cobras are not, I mean, these are not reptiles are not what you would consider trainable. I know people who have snakes will say differently. Um, but when you, unless you're willing to put in the time with a reptile, I don't see it. You know, it's not like this, it's not like that Cobra can look at this guy going, Oh, this has happened 20 times before. Nothing bad right. happened. I'll just let him right. do it. Like every time that happens to that animal, it's traumatized and it's going to react. And I mean, snakes don't care when I was, it's, it's I, instinct, I know. you know, it can't help itself. The instinct kicks in, uh, you it's know, survival. I was just watching this special. It was on PBS last week about the filming of the movie, um, The Yearling. And there was two different stories. There's the scene in the movie where a rattlesnake um, bites Gregory Peck. And the one story they told first was that Ross Allen was involved. And Ross Allen was the big snake guy with the snake attraction at Silver Springs. And he got a rattlesnake and he pulled out the fangs. And that, you know, they did a close up and it was actually Ross Allen being struck by you know, fangless rattlesnake, or maybe they took out the, the, the poison gland. No, I think they took the fangs out, which seems really cruel. Um, but you know, you no just saw a close up. Us. So that was one story, but then the guy who was Jody, you know, the, the little kid in the movie, they had yeah. a, a interview with him, you know, relatively recently, he's like in his seventies or eighties or something like that. And he said there was plexiglass there and that the snake was just striking towards plexiglass, which I don't think is true, but somehow he remembered that. When you look at the scene, it doesn't look like there's plexiglass there, but even if it was a fangless rattlesnake, that seems so scary because your reactions would kick in. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 First of all, survival is very strong. The desire to survive is very strong on both sides. But also in Judeo-Christian society, we have all these mythologies about snakes, right? That yeah. that are drilled into us, however incorrectly. 
by the way. Um, you know, I, and I will, as a side note, say that I have found that men tend to be far more trepidatious around snakes than women. Like, I don't have any desire to pet a venomous snake. But if it's non-venomous, I want to I want to I want to hang with it. I think they're fascinating. They don't scare me at all. Um, men have a little bit of a different experience. I mean, it's it's and I think that is just in Judeo-Christian society and in Florida, because, you know, Florida can kill you if it wanted to. That's yeah, a talk, right? Sure. <laughs> um, I actually is a talk. Florida's not trying to kill you. It could. But it's not. Um, so it's it's, you know. But you talk about Florida scary, and I think about, um, I know we talked about movies, but uh, there is one movie that is Florida scary. It's called Frogs, and I know we've talked about this before. Um, the eco-terror, what if nature threw a war and everybody came? And it's basically uh, this, this idiot. It's a 1972 film. It's fantastically bad. Um, <clears throat> and it's... Uh, this old millionaire lives on an island in Florida, I guess. And he's, it's filmed in Florida. It's filmed up by Washington Garden State Park, I think. And he poisons everything because he hates nature. Well, nature's had enough. And uh, a very young Sam Elliott is the um, magazine reporter who's there to document whatever for the weekend. No mustache. That's how young Sam Elliott was. <laughs> and uh, it, it's nature fighting back. And it's not just frogs. It's butterflies. I mean, like, butterflies are attacking people but it it's florida scary like have you ever been hiking or somewhere in a wild part of florida and have this sense come over you of if i if something goes wrong i'm going to die here like knowing that if you break a leg ain't nobody coming to save you there's no cell phone signal have you ever had that experience it's it's more like if I get bit by a rattlesnake here or a water moccasin, they're going to have a hard time getting to me, and it, my life will depend on how quick they can get to me. Because in this age of cell phone, like I, I was hiking somewhere near the St. John's River uh, on a friend's birthday, and you know we lost we we just got off the trail and we were just hiking and hiking and hiking, but because I could get a signal, you know, I could I could see where I was on Google Earth, and I could always, you know, I knew I was headed in the right direction. That would we would hit the river, and when we hit the river, we'd hit a trail. But while we were in that middle area, you know, I'm sure there were snakes around us we just didn't see, and that's that's what scares me. You have to be careful. You, I, I've told my story on this podcast of almost stepping on a cottonmouth. Yeah, down in down in the Everglades, and you know, the, you drive the point home. I asked the guide later. I said, "So what would have happened if I had gotten bitten?" And he says, "Well, you know, we got to." And he went into the whole thing about he didn't want to say you would have died, but it went into a time and also how you behave when you're bitten. Like there are two types of venomous snakes. And I, of course, can't, I should know this as much as I stumble around places blindly. Um, one of them, if you, one of them, time is of the essence, like you have to do whatever you can to get to the anti-venom as fast as possible. And the other one, you don't want your heart beating fast. Like you want to stay calm because you don't want the venom moving. And of course, I can't remember which is which. So um, I, I think dead. you'd always want to get your heart calm, you know, because you don't want the, the venom to spread. But I, I don't know. Even... I mean, this guy was from Colorado, so I don't know that I trust his Florida snake knowledge. I'll be uh, very honest with you. 
I well, need we, to say that. Maybe we should get a snake expert. Uh, herpetologist, is that a, right? Herpetologist. Yeah. I would love to get a snake expert. Um, so my wife, has, she's an arachnophobe and she's scared of spiders. And I don't generally worry about spiders too much. The thing that scares me is brown recluse because, you know, do you know those that I've known people? Yeah, but they don't have a foothold order, do they? They don't what? No, I know people have been bit and and they have chunks missing out of them. I have a friend who's got a big hole in his leg because, you know, it, the, the flesh dies, I think. It's yes, necrotic, yes. It's just that that's the one that scares me. Um, I remember when I was a kid, you know, everyone's why do you stumble across a scorpion? And I don't think scorpions are nearly as bad as a brown recluse. And I know we have um, black widows. Um, you know, I know somebody who was bit by one of those. He said she he stepped in, into her garden clogs and one bit her and she was a Reiki master. And she said, oh, it's no big deal. I just did a Reiki on it. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. so I was I was up at uh, Toria State Park and the park manager and I were talking and they have copperheads. North Florida has copperheads. Oh. And now he told me that um, there was a woman whose little dog was bit. And of course, that's my fear. Like, I don't want my dog to get bit by a snake because, you know, I, I think dogs have more sense than humans mostly, but I still don't want, I don't think, you know, it's not impossible. And he told me, he said that, yeah, I said, well, did, was the dog okay? He goes, oh God, yeah. He says, she took it to the vet, but honestly, it probably would have been fine either way. And I'm like, how little was the dog? He's like, I don't know, 10 pounds. I'm thinking, well, that's, you know, that's the thing is venomous doesn't mean you die um you get help like go to go get help when we were in Costa Rica I met a guy who had been bitten by one of their vipers and he he spent six weeks in the hospital but he died I mean he he did die like that didn't die but he got better he didn't, he didn't die okay okay I was very casual about that wasn't I he spent <laughs> yeah six weeks in the hospital but he didn't die so. well you know it's so funny because the thing that um we're dealing with right now is is urban coyotes and you know thanks to facebook you can see how close the coyotes are actually are and they're in the neighborhood and we have pets and so you know we have outdoor cats i know people hate outdoor cats but are you know there was a large feral cats yeah there was a large feral cat colony in the neighborhood and they adopted us and we've been working hard to try and keep them in the house especially now and I'm so sleep it's deprived. Hard. It's they they want to come out, go go out and leave the house three or four and five in the morning. I can't tell you the last time I've slept till six. I can't even remember because of these cats wanting to get out. My wife's like, no, we have to stay in because of the coyotes. And um, you know, I'm not so scared of them for myself. I've seen, you know, there's a cemetery that I live by and I've seen coyotes in it twice. It is a little, it is a little scary. You know, I didn't go right up to it for sure. Um, but I worry about our pets because, uh, you know, of course my wife Googled it and, you know, what they said is don't, don't take the, the coyote on, you know, because then, it, then it'll think you're trying to fight over its meal. So, um, do you guys have coyotes where you are? Yeah. 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 Of course we have coyotes where we are. We have coyotes, um, everywhere, but, and we, we have outdoor cats because our cats refuse. I mean, like we'll break a hip to get out the door. Um, but we have, we have worked the rule that, you know, sunset, they come in and we've got them kind of trained with food. Um, so that works, but you talk about nature coming close. 
have a friend who lives out in Winter Garden, and he had on his driveway cam a bear wandering up his driveway. Um, and we all thought, well, that's kind of cool, an anomaly. And then a few weeks ago, a few months ago now, uh, there was a bear at the Magic Kingdom. And, uh, you know, Disney had to had to close parts of the Magic Kingdom. And <clears throat> part of it is, well, that's really great environmental stewardship if we can see bear come. I mean, because bear were a concern for a while. No one wants to, like, be waiting in line for Thunder Mountain Railroad and see a bear just ambling across the queue, you know? So it's um, it's a reminder that in Florida, we live very close to wild, be it coyotes or snakes or bear or gator. Um, you know, the title of this podcast is uh, Scary Florida, Real Things to Fear in the Sunshine State. And we maybe uh, got a little crazy with it. We don't want anybody to be so scared of these things that they start taking a shotgun and, and killing everything. But, you know, be, be aware. Um, don't go you know, don't go jumping into black water or root beer water, as Rick would call it. Um, <laughs> you know, don't don't try and pet the wild hogs. They're they're not friendly. Don't cuddle rattlesnakes. I mean, it's all common sense stuff, I think. Right, Rick? Yeah, just keep a healthy distance. I think that's that's the thing. Honestly, it's great to see wildlife in the wild. It's so much better than a zoo. But as long as you're maintain a healthy distance it's like you know going to yellowstone you, you know you don't go up there and try and take selfies with the buffalo you keep you know you keep a distance those things are massive animals and they can take you out if they want to i am going to put a link in the show notes to the national park service social media because they are hysterical about please don't pet the fluffy cows um, <laughs> i don't know if you follow them their social media is fantastic and they have this beautiful post about bears and what you should do if you see a bear in the wild. And it includes things like, don't climb a tree. Bears climb tree all the time. When's the last time you climbed a tree? I mean, it's very common sense stuff. So I think that's a good note. You, know, you talk about uh, keeping a respectful distance and not being too, uh, too nuts about it. So anyway, um, I think, you know, we touched on a, on a few real scary things, but hopefully not too, too scary. Right? Yeah. And I'm going to have to watch the movies called Frogs. I know it's in another podcast, but maybe it'll be on sometime soon and I can tune in. It sounds really great. I'd love to see uh, what's his name without a mustache, too. Oh, I will. Um, I might. We might own it. I'll put a link to Frogs in the show notes. And uh, I will also put a link. And actually, Frogs is free on youtube right now and it is also free if you have amazon prime but oh, if cool. you have to own it i think you can rent it for like four bucks on apple tv um so there's your watching and then slother house which is a more it's a it's a more modern movie i think it's 2023 that one's gonna cost you you know i think it's free on hulu but other than that it's like six bucks to rent so you know but that's not a florida movie because we don't have sloths but frogs is um, it's Ray Milan too. I mean, it's not just Sam Elliott. So it's well worth the watch. I, I think the joke is, I think we, the joke is we do have sloths. They're just in Tallahassee. Ooh. <laughs> I mean. That's a, that's a good note to leave on, I think. <laughs> and with that, uh, go do something that scares you today, but be smart about it and enjoy Florida. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, y'all.